0: So last week, we studied, to some extent, the Lord Jesus' very poignant words, remember Lot's wife. That is one of his shortest statements, but one of the most powerful. He said to remember Lot's wife. So when Satan is giving you any justification to hold bitterness, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. because he's telling you that Lot's wife had every reason to, to look back. With her children there, her grandchildren there, her sons-in-law there, who will blame her for looking back? When injurious things happen to you, who will blame you for looking back? But it will kill you. Hallelujah. You must learn to stay in faith. Hallelujah. You must learn to stay in faith. All through my own journey, I've had so many reasons to be bitter, but I chose not to. And so, That is part of you following my faith. So no matter what happens in life, you roll with the punches. Hallelujah. There should be some non-negotiable things in your life. Number one, you cannot allow Satan to question God's faithfulness in your life. Hallelujah. You got to hear me, beloved. This is where all the battles are won and lost in life. You cannot allow Satan to attack God's integrity in your life. And even when you start feeling overwhelmed, open your mouth and scream, God is faithful to me. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Even though I don't know the answer, but I'm not going to accept this. I'm not going to listen to this. I am not going to entertain this. You will segment yourself from most of humanity. I told you that God said to me years ago, I should not be on trial. Every time you get in a trial. Wavering faith is a prescription for disaster, frustrations. Because the Bible says when a man wavers, he's unstable. But that's another part that bothers me. He said, don't you ever even think. He didn't say you will not receive anything from God. He said, but don't even think it. So that means that the fight of faith is a deliberately designed fight. You need to fight it and win it. You You need to fight it and win it. I wish I could just stay there all night because I see people wasting their life, being bitter. When the Bible tells you that everything is common, to me. we've all been through it. We're all going through it. Amen. So suck it up. <laughs> and start shouting. Amen. And start praising God. You young ladies, if you allow one experience with a young man to cause you to judge men, now you're going to spend all your life from one turbulent relationship to another. Until you die, you might even commit suicide. But you don't know that it's your bitterness over that thing that's drawing all the wrong relationships to you. Amen. This is what happens. You go to a job. Then they mess over you and they fire you. And now you become bitter. And the bitterness follows you from that job to every other job. And 30 years later, you're wondering what happened. You're fasting, you're praying, you're tithing. But your bitterness is killing everything God does. Remember, Lord's wife. If I skip Genesis 19 and go to... Hebrews 12, you see the warning there. I love this study because this is practicum 101. <laughs> Look at Hebrews 12, 14. It says, follow peace. All right. He says, there should be no drama in your life. You should be a son or daughter of peace. In other words, because if you don't recognize bitterness in your life, this is how you tell you're bitter. You go to every meeting, you you go into every relationship, and you're braced for a fight. And as soon as the trigger happens, boom! But he says you should follow peace. In other words, you should become a child of peace first. And when you go into any relationship, you're coming with peace. And the power of it is that you will spot all the devils immediately. Because when you meet a child of war, immediately there's a wall between the two of you. He said follow peace with all men. So, when I talk to black folks and they run down black folks. Or I talk to women and they run down black men. Then I talk to black men, they run down black women. So, where would you find people of peace? Everybody got war in their heart. And then when I'm preaching it, you say, well, oh, that's not me. Oh, that's you. I'm speaking to the person sitting in your seat. (laughs) Hmm. So, When you understand my lesson, you see that most of the things that are happening to us are self-inflicted. I call it double jeopardy. You get wounded, and then you carry bitterness to wound yourself for the rest of your life. If you carry judgment, you can never attract what you don't respect. You can never be blessed by what you have judged. So Satan is always rushing to put a judgment in your heart. So that even God cannot help you. No matter how justified you feel, God cannot help you. Amen. Let me prove it to you. Look at what we are reading. Hebrews 12, 14. Follow peace with all men. You know not some men, but all men. You shouldn't have anybody you are war with. Unholiness. What? Without which... He said, no man shall see the Lord. So you always have to do I call those tune-up scriptures. And then you make corrections. Because even though he forgives us, he says, if we don't end up being holy, we won't see him. So we die. Uh, uh, My brother called it entering to a questionable eternity. Now watch. He says, looking diligently, lest any man fail. Watch now. He said that. We should all watch out for each other so we will not fall off. Amen. We, will, we will not go off track and miss the grace of God. Now, if you miss the grace of God, then where are you going? Because you can never earn your way. If you fall off the wagon of God's grace, then where are you headed? But I keep telling you, Satan, make sure that you feel justified. In holding bitterness. He hands it to you. He will, you know, orchestrate things to happen. That's why the Holy Spirit, oh, I celebrate. (laughs) If you listen to the Holy Spirit, He will talk you out of your bitterness. It's the Holy Spirit that taught me that whenever... Satan starts messing with me that I should know that there's a breakthrough around the corner. He has seen this treasure with my name on it. And he's trying to cause me to forfeit it. Mm. Told you I had a young lady and a young man in my office. They said they wanted to be married. And I was trying to probe the young man to see if he's any good. And she was already his mama, because she was busy protecting him. She was, kept turning to him, I said, are you okay, are you okay? Finally, I had enough, I said, quit asking him if he's okay. If he's a man, he can handle my interrogations. If he's not man enough to survive this office, then your child will leave here. Amen. Chalo is, uh, you know, Hindi. Just get on out of here. So she stopped. So I finished ministering with them that one time. They never came back. That's what I'm used to. (laughs) So they left. Never came back. So now, I am in the New Year's Eve service. Then I get this emergency information. It's not only that the mama's boy left her and then went with another young lady. But the young lady he went with, went out, stole he, he, she stole her information and went out writing back checks with her name and signing her name. So on New Year's Eve, the police showed up. And I arrested her for all these fraudulent checks. And she had no knowledge of it. But when I was trying to, mm-hmm, she felt that I was unreasonable. Isn't it amazing how young ladies, you, you, you don't have any experience, but you believe you know better? All right. Let me, let me stay with these elders before. Amen. <laughs> you should know as a young lady that most of the I love you, I love you, you are getting from a young man. He's telling you I want to have sex. Yeah. He don't know what love is. Love is of God. Amen. Love is a spirit. All right. So, if God has not taught you how to love, you don't know what that is. Amen. You just know, okay, <laughs> coitus or whatever you call that thing. Hey, you just have sex, 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 sex. Eh? But if sex was the solution, then why are all the divorces? Is when you don't have it, Satan makes you feel that is the yeah, the end of the world. This is it. This is the thing that will solve all your problems. Well, look around you. All the miserable people are having sex. <laughs> uh, I'm in rare form today. <laughs> Say now, you can fall off the wagon of God's grace. You can fail of the grace of God. Where the grace of God is not able to reach you by bitterness. Once you become bitter, so the grace of God starts backing away from you. You have to know that. So when the enemy is messing with you, you fight back. No, I cannot afford this bitterness. Yeah. This is too expensive for me. Yeah. Hallelujah. I must forgive and move on. Hallelujah. God has greater for me. Hallelujah. He says, looking diligently. In other words, we all should pay attention to this. Lest any man fail of the grace of God. Lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you. And thereby, you know, he says you mess up a whole lot of people. One bitter person can ruin a whole church. Why? They have fallen off the grace of God and now everything is caustic. It, it's, it's very abrasive. They are not trusting God for anything. They are fighting tooth and nail to protect themselves. Amen. You argue to the end degree. You are never wrong on anything. Amen. I'm telling you, once you get bitter, I can blow on you, lay hands on you, Pour oil on you, lift you and throw you, and guess what? Nothing will happen. God will not answer. Why? He says it's a root of bitterness. It's not bitterness. It's a root. Do you understand the difference? <laughs> a root of bitterness is that something that happened previously was retained by you and it developed down deep in your soul. So naturally, you're smiling, you're nice to everybody until that thing happens, the trigger. And then that thing will go, pops up. And you become a completely different person. Even your face may even change. And then you do crazy things. And then when it passes, you wonder what just happened. The roots sprung up. Mm, a, it, you never know that it is there. That is why the Holy Spirit has to examine you. I love one of my favorite David Davidic texts is David saying, Lord, search me. <laughs> Come on. It's a man that trusts God, that will leave himself in the hands of God without any hindrances, no no, no protections. Lord, hey, search me. Try me. Watch. He says, watch now. He he knows who he believes in. You see? Because the reason you're so protective is that you don't trust the people. You don't trust anyone to be vulnerable. But David said, if you find any wicked way in me, he didn't say, don't throw me away. He said, lead me in the way everlasting. In other words, look, God, I can trust you with my faults. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I can trust you with my inadequacies. I can trust you with what's wrong with me. I know you will fix me. Hallelujah. You are not like Satan. You will make the crooked path straight. Hallelujah. Ooh, I, I feel a praise break there. He is woo glory. There is none like him. <laughs> glory to God. Hallelujah. Yes. You can trust God. You can trust God. There's nothing God won't know about you, but He brings His grace because He knew you before He chose you. You don't surprise Him. (laughs) Watch now. These things are so practical and yet so powerful because that's where every battle is won and lost. If you look at my own experience, that's why I say follow my faith through the seasons of life. If you look at my transitions out of ministry into this one, he was fraught with all kinds of things. All kinds of, hey. And then God came to me and said, do you want to be right? Or do you? That's the same question. He's asking every member of Resurrection House and those of you watching, do you want to be blessed? But most people say they want to be blessed, but you act like you want to be right because you're constantly defending, explaining, trying to vindicate yourself. And at the end of the day, you stay broke. (laughs) I said, okay, Lord, I want to be blessed. Then he said, hey, keep your mouth shut. He said, now, humble yourself. And? Hey, see how they sing it. <laughs> when was the last time you took the wrong? I wonder if I ask you if you took the wrong today. When was the last time? Let's see if you have a recent memory of taking the wrong. So keep your mouth shut. My God. And Satan came. Huh. Satan fights dirty. Yes. I mean, people started coming out of the woodworks, bringing me information against the pastor and that ministry. <laughs> because he was trying to make it impossible for me to make it. <laughs> when that didn't work, One day, this young man brought me a tape where I was preached with my name mentioned and discussed on tape. I said, hey, how desperate can you devils be? Mm. (laughs) And then the pastor called me and saying that he was looking for this recorder, it wasn't a recorder. It was an amp head we were using for outreach ministry. And they thought I had taken the, the amp head. It was like they were determined that I will not get any help to start a ministry. So the little amp head, how much is it? $300, $400. And the angry message he left on, on the phone, after i telling you that Satan fights dirty, you, dirty you, you pass the test over here, but then he comes from? over here, where he thinks that, OK, there's room. Mm. Because there's snakes wiggling. You know? And I kept that recording just in case. <laughs> you see? It's like, they, you know, they will ask you, did you take what they said not to take? So said, oh, no, I didn't. What, what, what is that thing? What did, like, they asked did you bring? He said, no. He said, what is the bleating of the sheep, you know? So God came along and said, "What didn't I tell you to take the wrong? I said, yes, I've taken the wrong. I have said nothing. He said, and what is that recording doing there? (laughs) (laughs) Why haven't you deleted deleted it? I said, oh, I was just keeping it. (laughs) 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 Just in case. (laughs) So I had to go and delete it. So now I had nothing to rely on to defend myself. So and the one that hurt me the most was all my friends that used to come in town and check on me. People were coming in town. And I had the plague. Nobody was calling me. Mm-hmm. So. Are you still ready to follow my faith? Mm. I remember I was reading one day years ago and David penned something. David is, he was incredible. He said, I said in my haste, all men are liars. You just have one experience and you dismiss everybody. Cut out all friends. You barricade yourself. That's what some of you are going through, particularly you young ladies. You have these judgments. That's why you can't get prayers answered. You're in a haste to enter these judgments as if there's a solution there. The only solution is to repent back up, forgive, and open back yourself up so God can answer your prayers. <laughs> It's all part of faith, learning to live by faith. It's not easy. Otherwise, everybody will be doing it. And those of us that God has put before you, we've gone through so much. And we're going through so much. And you just need to watch and learn and follow. And then your own breakthroughs will come. And then God will have others watching you and following you. Are you ready to learn to walk by faith? I believe. You know, all week we talked about the glory and the etiquettes and all of that. But it's a perfect feeling ending to this glorious week. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. He that cometh to God must believe that he is. And that he's a reward of them that diligently seek him. There are no two ways around it. I pray that these words have reached your heart and that you will indeed repent and come back to faith. You don't know that those self-protective things you've done is actually unbelief. You have to continue to trust God in relationships, obey God, and stay the course. Don't barricade yourself. Don't imprison yourself. Don't hinder the mighty hand of God with your puny judgments. It's everybody's fight. Nobody's exempt from these things. <clears throat> I've wondered many times why people pay me evil for good. That's one of the most perplexing things <laughs> that I have experienced and continue to experience. But God grants me grace to keep walking by faith and not change who I am. I don't want to become some, somebody else. I love who I am. Have, having a heart that loves and grace and keeps forgiving people and blessing people and giving to people. I love being a river, a flow of blessing. Have you cut yourself off from all that God could have done with you? And holding on these judgments, you won't let go. Let them go in Jesus' name. The number to call is 770 3777 you need a prayer of agreement today, a prayer of deliverance today. Come on out of that grave. Come on out of that shell. Coming out of that prison. In Jesus' name, be loosed. Be loosed. Be loosed in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. And then put your seed in the ground for a breakthrough.
1: Amen.
0: All the facilities are there. I love it. They put it beautifully on the screen, so you need help to misunderstand it. Without a seed in this kingdom, the power of the kingdom will never explode in your life. It won't happen. You can join the people making judgments who are broke. When I hear somebody preaching against tithing or sowing seed or making noise, I don't bother because that's how we live. That's how all the miracles in this ministry had come forth. That's how, name anything point to anything in this ministry. I'll give you a story how God brought it about through a seed. We're not telling you to sow and then we don't sow. No, we're sowing every day. Amen. God bless you. Come to church on Sunday and experience resurrection. We love you. God bless you. See you next week. In Jesus mighty name. Amen. Don't forget Jessica's album. Let there be light. Amen and amen. Bye-bye. When dead